This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-411-7440. This Irish man stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, America. This is the Freedom's Disciple podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Dunn. Today's going to be a bit of a a weird show. Um, I've put off recording this podcast for several days because every time I started, I just couldn't seem to get through it. When I was writing the notes and doing the research to bring forward this show to you to discuss the issues of the day, it's a, it's going to be tough, but we're going to get through it because. I'm sure you've seen the news, you've heard about Paris, you've heard about all the issues that have come after it. It's been a very weird week. I think when, I think anyone who lived near 9-11, New York, Washington, Pennsylvania, when it happens very close to you it makes you think. It's very close to home. When you see attacks and you hear about things in there in the Middle East or they're in Australia, it's it's very far away from you. You kind of feel removed, yeah, you feel the emotion, the pain and the suffering and you you think it's horrible and you hope no one ever goes through it, but it's it's you know, it's not close to home. You don't feel it. These attacks were very close to home. I think you can fly to Paris from where I live in an hour, an hour and a half. It's very, very close to home. Last Friday, the world as we know changed. The world as we knew was over. How we respond and how we go forward will determine our faith. Will determine what type of people we become and will determine whether we survive or we succumb to the Leviathan. By now you've heard all the details. 129 victims. 129 innocent people going on with their lives going to a concert out with their friends having a meal going to a soccer game just living their normal lives and when they left their homes before they went out for that evening Little they know, they would not return. It was truly horrific watching what happened 
last Friday week. It was three and a half hours of hell, followed up by several days watching and listening and anticipating more bad news. It was horrible as you see all these little, whether they're phony attacks or red flag events, trial runs, or whether people are just freaked out. They're pushed to their limit. When you hear stories about the British Airways flight and the person storming to try and get the exit door open. When you see planes are diverted because of potential um, issues on board. When you hear about ambulances filled with explosives outside soccer games and soccer games are postponed. What makes this more troubling is because I think this is the start of something huge. A lot of people are saying this is the start of World War III. Some people are saying it's the Archduke Ferdinand moment of the world. Some people are convinced that World War III is going to be between the world and Islam, the radical Islam. I see the world slightly different as I've been explaining in all the recent podcasts. Personally, I think World War III is not going to be about Islam solely. It's going to be about tyranny. I believe we are at the point where we fight. And everything we do as individuals is going to be questioned and is going to be critical. We are at a point where either liberty wins and we become freer than we have ever become or ever have been in the history of this world. Or we will succumb to the Leviathan. We will succumb to tyranny. Whether that tyranny is fascism, communism, theocracy, terrorism, governmental tyranny, direct democracy where popularity contests are just all happen all the time and the rule of the majority always wins how we act right now is critical how we act and what we do and what we believe is going to be questioned is going to be pushed around beaten up to see how much you really believe it you see it's easy to say I stand for freedom it's easy to put a French flag on your Facebook page and put it on your profile picture it's easy to tweet hashtags pray for Paris It's easy to go to the local embassy and sign a book of remembrance. It's easy to do these things. But that won't change anything. 
what changes things is by changing people's hearts and by changing people's minds by inspiring change sharing your vision for a better world and then acting on it sharing a vision of principles whatever your principles may be but that they're principles for everyone not just for people that you like I've long said on this show I said it three, four, five, six weeks ago I can't remember which show it was where I spoke about America choose the principles of your revolution not the French revolution it's going to be very easy right now to get into brotherhood I see it with the 2016 election I'm for Ted Cruz I couldn't possibly talk to someone who's from who's a Donald Trump supporter or someone who's a Bernie Sanders supporter or someone who's a Hillary Clinton I couldn't possibly speak to those people yet when Paris happens when a disaster happens we show our humanity some of us actually see a human being it's wonderful when those it was 20, it was 30, it was 40, it was 60 different times on Friday night the amount of people who had died with the terrorist attacks and people were praying and people were shocked and hurt and devastated by the news that was coming through the news about Paris I didn't see people well I wonder how did they vote in the last election I wonder I wonder would they like Bernie Sanders as president and if they did we wouldn't we wouldn't feel sorry for them we wouldn't pray for them we didn't ask I wonder those victims were were they socialists did they support Hollande in the last election? And we saw the humans. At least some of us did. We saw a human. Our brothers and sisters in Christ. We felt pain. We said that was wrong. We said that's horrible. It should never happen. And we didn't ask political questions. Wouldn't it be great if we could live in a world where we could do that more often? Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could live in a world where we saw humans as humans and not as a set of political beliefs? Wouldn't it be wonderful to live in a world where it does not take a terrorist attack for us to find our humanity and to see our brothers and sisters in Christ? How sad is it that these savages, these animals, have to do something horrific to push politics to the side and for us to act 
like basic common human beings. People want you to think you can't make a difference. People want you to think just it's someone else's job, it's government's job or it's the state's job or it's the 1% job or it's always someone else's responsibility. You can never change the world. I'm here to tell you today, can you imagine if you just said, I'm going to start seeing everyone as a human and not a set of political beliefs. Can you imagine how things would change overnight? Can you imagine how quickly things would change? This is the start. And while I may be wrong, and that's possible, I will tell you this. The world as I see it changed last Friday. This is the beginning of something huge. And not in a good way. And if the world is to survive, politicians, sure, they'll have a play a role. It's hard not to. How they act, what they do, what they say, what rules they do. I'll play a small part. Guns, rockets, military, they'll play a role. They'll have to, to overcome terrorism and radical Islam. Do you know who will play the biggest role? You will. How you act and what you believe. You will change the biggest role. Because this war will be won in the hearts and in the minds. And by spreading a vision of freedom, of liberty, of individualism, and inspiring change. And i got to take a quick break, America. I hope you'll stick with me because I have a lot of analysis to do on this terrorist attack and going forward and how we respond. I'll be right back. I hope you stick with me. Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn. On the Blaze Radio Network. America WK with your host, Andrew WK. That is why they're so desperate. That's why they're flailing and trying so hard and with so much drama and emotion and nonsense because they have nothing else. They're up against everything in the universe. It is, it, it, it's the very definition of futility. America WK, Saturdays, 10 a.m. to noon on the Blaze Radio Network. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for sticking with me, America. I apologize if uh, this show, it'll probably be the whole show, but if the first segment kind of bummed you out, I'm kind of a little bummed out, as you might tell by my my tone and my demeanor. I'm, uh, I fear for what's going to happen. But I have every confidence in the American people. 
the very confidence that you will do the right thing your track record proves it I want to break down some of the thoughts I had that I saw in the events these horrific events the first thing I would like to say is a plea to have always keep your humanity first and foremost when I tweeted out last week there was a it was actually a retweet I tweeted out saying that there was problems in Paris and it looks like a terrorist attack and I retweeted a an article at the Gateway Pundit they were having a updated constant of what was happening and they were updating the article constantly about there was explosions and shootings in Paris and I retweeted this and one of the first responses I got between my tweet and the retweet of the Gateway Pundit's article was how's that gun control working out That's the first thing people think. I would hope that anyone who knows and has listened to any of my shows know how big a supporter I am of both the NRA and the Second Amendment. I believe it's critical. But do we always have to bring things down to a political level? Now I know this person, I feel sorry for them. They obviously have something going on. And the vast majority didn't comment this way, but it's something we always have to hold on to. Hold on to your humanity at all costs. Mourn the innocent life. It happens with gun control all the time in the States. Anytime there's a mass shooting. It seems every time there's a mass shooting and it's getting worse and worse the the political pundits go into overdrive and it's we need more gun control no we don't we need more freedom we need more empowerment we know no we need more regulations and we need to close the gun show loophole and 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 we need to do this and no we don't we need more freedom and we forget the people who have lost their lives we forget the friends the families the communities I have just lost someone very close to them. So please always hold on and cling to your humanity at all costs. The second thing, as this the events have unfolded, there's been raids in Paris. They think they've got the mastermind. There's been raids in Belgium. What always frustrates me about these raids is we have an event, a terrorist attack, a failed terrorist attack, and whether it's a case of the governments involved actually publicising them, the media actually doing their job and reporting the facts, but we always seem to have this period of time where we got these guys and we got these guys and we're vigilant and we're getting and we're making progress. Then that all just kind of disappears. It might take a couple of days, it might take a week. This is a significant attack, it might take a month. And then everything just goes back to normal. 
This is the second terrorist attack in Paris this year. I can only comment on the the coverage I watched, because I don't watch the same news as you do, um, been in Ireland. But it seems, I got a feeling when I watched all the news and the coverage of the journalists and the reports, that we've kind of just accepted this as a way of life. It's almost like bad weather. Well, we have a season that's coming into winter, the climate's changing, and we're going to have a hurricane or we're going to have a tropical storm or we're going to have floods and it's just part of our everyday life it seems to me that we have gotten to that point with terrorism as well we've just accepted that every couple of months every year there's going to be a significant terrorist attack and we'll have the terrorist attack and we'll we'll have outrage We'll catch a few people, we might kill a few people, we'll throw a few bombs and then we leave it alone and then something else will happen elsewhere and then we go through the same stages just with another country and a different actor. How about we actually solve this issue once and for all? How about we actually deal with terrorism? I love all these politicians right now, they're giving all these great speeches, except Obama. They're giving all these great speeches about how the world is uniting and we're coming together and we're going to face this issue and we're going to destroy it. Yeah, I've heard this time and time and time again. And time and time and time again there's innocent life. I want to read something to you. And I want you, as I'm reading this, it's a short paragraph, a link to the full speech. I'm sure you've heard this speech before. It's one of the most famous speeches from World War II. And it's right at the end. I'm going to read a paragraph to you. And as I'm reading this, I want you to ask yourself one question. Just one. Who today has the balls... To not just say what I'm about to say, but to actually do it. This is a speech from 1940. And this is the last paragraph. I have myself full confidence that if all do their duty, if nothing is neglected, and if the best arrangements are made, as they are being made... We shall prove ourselves once again able to defend our island home, to ride out the storm of war, and to outlive the menace of tyranny, if necessary for years, if necessary alone. At any rate, that is what we are going to try to do. That is the resolve of His Majesty's government, every man of them. That is the will of Parliament and the nation. The British Empire and the French Empire, linked together in their cause and in their need, will defend to the death their native soil, aiding each other like good comrades to the utmost of their strength. Even though large tracts of Europe and many old and famous states have fallen or may fall in the grip of the Gestapo, 
and all the odious apparatus of Nazi rule. We shall not flag or fail. We shall go on to the end. We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. And even if, which I do not for a moment believe, this island or a large part of it were subjugated and starving, then our empire beyond the seas, armed and guarded by the British fleet, would carry on the struggle until in God's good time the new world with all its power and might steps forward to the rescue and the liberation of the old. Who today would say that? Now not only the end part where we talk about God's good time because we can't talk about God today. We all know that. But who has the balls to say we have a problem as a world. In the last 14 years we have seen major terrorist attack in New York, London, Mumbai, Bali, Australia, Paris, Boston. Who has the balls to say we shall fight in the beaches, we shall fight on the landing grounds, we will fight in the fields and the streets and the hills, and we will never surrender. Who has the guts to say that? And not only say it, but actually mean it and do it. Or should we have a conversation, like the democratic debate last week, well, you know, we can't say all. We can't say radical Islam. We have to say, not all Muslims are bad, you know, it's just a few bad apples. We have to keep emphasizing that point. We have to act like this administration, Obama and all his friends and minions. Yeah, this is, I'm not going to use the word Islamic terrorism. Probably not even going to use the word terrorism. Heck, I'm surprised. And this is sarcasm, in case you don't get my my accent. I'm kind of surprised they didn't blame what happened in Paris as workplace violence. After all, the places like the Bataclan Theatre and, and the Stade de France, they're, they're workplaces for someone. You know, it just could have been workplace violence. Or we can keep on continuing to have phony arguments like so many on the left that the real problem with terrorism and the real cause of it, it's climate change. Hmm. So we have Islamic terrorism been terrorist because of climate change. Can you all show me the Catholics, the Protestants, the Baptists who are doing terrorism because of climate change? Y'all show me the Jews who are doing terrorism because of climate change. 
you know, show me the, the atheists who are having these terrorist attacks, who are going to Christians and other people saying, hey, you have a choice. Either I kill you, you convert to what I believe, or you pay a tax. You know, show me the atheists who are going around the streets telling me this because of climate change. Please tell me. I'd love to. I, if you find a story of an atheist doing this, please tell me. I, I'll t- I'll bring it up on the podcast. I'll share it with everyone I know. I want to leave this segment with one final point. How we respond is critical, and we must respond in a principled way. What I find amazing. is after September 11th September 11, 2001 the worst terrorist attack in United States history since Pearl Harbor that big bad America under that warmonger president George Bush waited till October 7th to go after Afghanistan and to invade Afghanistan under Operation Enduring Freedom. That warmonger, George Bush, went to the UN Security Council not once but twice. That warmonger, George Bush, went to Congress, his own Congress, to get a declaration of war and look at the treatment. Look at what France has done. France is already bombing ISIS. France hasn't invoked NATO's Article 5. France hasn't gone before the UN Security Council saying, we were attacked, this is an act of war, we're going to do this. Yet, where's the outrage? I'm not saying there should be any. I'm just comparing apples with apples. Terrorist attack on home soil. But John, Afghanistan had nothing to do with 9-11. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the same way Syria has nothing to do with the French attacks. It's apples and apples. Yeah, I see people pretty much already wanting to pin a medal on Holland. They think he's great. They think he's wonderful. How brave, how courageous. Mm-hmm. My last point for this hour, for this segment, sorry, is what the hell is going on in the US government? You know, if you watch the US government long enough, you'll actually understand how full of crap they are and specifically this administration this administration sends everyone out from Obama to Kerry to I haven't seen her recently but Condi Rice we're doing everything in our power everything in our power to defeat ISIS mm-hmm. you've been doing it for 18 months mm-hmm. everything in our power heck the enemy's even contained all of a sudden the French terrorist attacks happen 
and France wants to do something. And America provides intel to France and France goes bombs a training outpost in Syria. One of the biggest training outposts for ISIS in Syria. So you're doing everything in your power, but that special huge training post, we're just keeping that for a rainy day. You know, just in case we're bored one day, you know, we, we, we know we have something in the reserve to do. That's not doing everything you can. The time to get serious about this threat is right now. And right now, while there seems to be some political will, right now, while there seems to be some will in the media, and right now, because it's time to say, as a world, That not one more innocent person is going to die because of terrorism. Not one more innocent person. I'm going to take another quick break, America. I hope you'll stick with me for the rest of the show. I've got some other points I want to bring up. And I want to talk about Mizzou. Because it's unbelievable. I'll be right back. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. They live to ride again, the Arabian Democrats. Do you think among the voters likely, ultimately, to support Donald Trump, do you think if he actually said this, we ought to register all the Muslims? Or if they believe he said it, do you think this is the kryptonite that finally politically kills him? Or would he survive it, maybe with more votes? Jay Severin. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. versus freebies this is freedom's disciple with jonathan dunn on the blaze radio network thanks for sticking with me america as always i'm on twitter at freedom disciple send me a message tell me if you think i've missed something if you think i've been wrong so far i want to finish up talking about france and highlighting a couple of points which i think are important and raising questions for you to think about. There's an ongoing issue um, in Europe, and it's also happening in the United States with refugees. Whether you should take them, whether you should don't. And I believe in the states, is it 32 or 34 different governors have said no. On a side point, can you imagine if America actually operated by the Constitution and actually invoked Article 5, the Convention of the States? I've heard people say, I'm a big, I'm a big supporter. Um, Mark Levin has done a superb job on this. Um, he wrote a book, The Liberty Amendments. I highly encourage anyone to get it if you haven't, and you haven't read it. Um, but can you... To those who have said you could never really get 30 governors or you could never get that many people agreeing or you could never get it to work. There's one issue. Can you imagine Article 5? 
Can you imagine the governors having better relationships with each other? Without any communication, anything. 32 or 34 governors have done the right thing. However, when it comes to terrorism, when it comes to Paris, I've seen a lot of coverage, both from left and right, discussing, well, this attack happened because of the the invasion of the immigrants and, and people coming. That is true. But it's not the full picture. If you think closing your borders and having no immigrants would have stopped this, you're wrong. I'll give you proof. Bilal Haddidi, or whatever the guy's name is, I'll link to him. B-I-L-A-L-H-A-D-F-I. The 20-year-old French national who killed himself at the Stade de France last Friday night. He's a French national. Born in France. Lived in France. Went over and fought ISIL in Syria. And then came back. Hmm. We have a bigger problem than immigrants and refugees. I'm not saying it's not a problem. It's an absolute huge problem. Vetting is a big problem. But it gets a lot bigger than that. Second point on the same person. To those on the left and the liberal media who laughed and scoffed and insulted Ted Cruz when he said to those who goes overseas to fight and do terrorism they're signing their own debt warrant this guy went to, is supposed to have went to fight ISIS in Syria and he's got back I think it would have been such a radical idea to cancel his passport I'm just saying it's something that needs to be discussed secondly I don't know if you've seen this again. I'll link to this um, when I put the podcast up on my site, Freedom's Disciple. But the National Counter-Terrorism Security Office has put out this little flyer. What to do during an attack. Basically, if you happen to be unlucky enough to be where a terrorist attack has happened, what do you do? They have them in three sections. Run, hide, and tell. I'll go through this quickly. As I find this so sad. Run. These are all in bullet points. Escape if you can. Consider the safest options. Is there a safe route? Run, if not hide. Can you get there without exposing yourself to a greater danger? Insist others leave with you. Leave belongings behind. Under the hide section. If you can't run, hide. Find cover from gunfire. If you can see the attacker, they may be able to see you. Cover from view does not mean you are safe. Bullets go through glass, brick, wood and metal. Find cover from gunfire. Example, substantial brickwork and heavy reinforced walls. Be aware of your exits. Try not to get trapped. Be silent. By the way, this I'm not mocking this, but how sad is the next one? Silence your phone. 
I, I just think that's... I'm sorry. I don't mean to... That's. It's just sad. Lock, barricade yourself in. Move away from the door. Then under the towel. Call 999. What do the police need to know? Location. Where are the suspects? Direction. Where did you last see the, sus- the suspects? Descriptions. Describe the attacker. Numbers, features, clothing, weapons, etc. Further information. Casualties, type of injuries, building information, entrances, exits and hostages. And lastly, stop other people entering the building if it is safe to do so. I find this so sad. I live in utopia. I live in the world which is crazy. Where government does everything. I was speaking to a European friend of mine. And we were talking about Paris. and I came out and I said, it's time Europe follows America. The Second Amendment. You know, this is the way, the only way you can guarantee your safety. Especially in public places. I've had this conversation many times. When I say this, it's usually I get expressions of either anger, resentment, or as if I have two heads. I always find the the facial reactions of people hilarious. And I basically got told that I was dangerous, that I was crazy, that I, you know, to use John McCain, I was a wacko bird. However, to this same person... Guns, individuals having guns and protecting themselves and the right to self-defense was crazy. Do you know what their solution was? One of their, sorry, they had more solutions. They wanted usual stuff, monitoring Facebook accounts and Twitter and we need to do all that stuff. But one of the solutions in the short term, and the short term is one to three months, that we were just going to have to accept that on every street corner a member of the military would have to be there and more than one on a street corner in places that were high traffic and high tourist areas hmm so saying you can have a gun and follow America in the second amendment and you can defend yourself was crazy but having a member or two of the military on every corner in a city for one to three months is totally fine that's totally rational that is like common sense people going through your Facebook your Twitter spying on you even though you've done nothing wrong that's totally okay that's totally fine but having a gun to defend yourself and your family. That's wacky. That's crazy talk. This is the mindset I'm dealing with in Europe. And why I'll never break through it. And why one of the many reasons I want to move to the state. Because your people, some of your people actually get freedom. What I find so sad is that we've become over here indoctrinated, brainwashed that we not only 
do we have to have a government tell us hey you know what if you're in a building and the terrorists attack it you know, put your phone on silent and you know stop other people entering the building if it's not safe to do so and to call 999 that's how indoctrinated we've become we don't think for ourselves we don't defend ourselves now I'm not saying for a government to put out saying hey you know what if you're in a Paris style terrorist attack my advice to you is go be a hero just storm them you know go take the guy out and be Jack Bauer and you know get one in a headlock and you know I don't know crack his neck and go up and shoot the next guy and you know as you're fighting with him the other person comes to you and you get a knife from somewhere and you just throw it and it goes right in his chest I'm not saying governments should put that out but that we didn't have a mindset of it's always someone else's job you know run and hide and tell how about having to say you have a right to defend yourself how about saying hey you know what we're going to let you have guns and if you shoot them you can do it safely do it but you have a right to defend yourself I find this so sad. This is what we need to change. We're not going to change how people see things. My friend in Europe, my family, if I said this, we're having a Christmas gathering in a couple of weeks, I'm sure this will come up. And if I said, yeah, you know what, we need, we, people need guns to defend themselves. I, can, I, I would love to take a picture of the facial reactions and just post it because you, you would see horror anger and like I just came from Mars um, we need to change the mindset you don't do this through regulation, legislation you do this through culture you do this through hearts and minds and inspiring a different way i got to take one last break America I hope you'll stick with me because there's something I want to important I want to discuss and it involves what John Kasich said about a new government agency because this is equally as troubling I hope you'll stick with me America I'll be right back This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network Don't miss Pat and Stu the NFL doesn't want their best players dying. No. I mean, that just, it's like, it's like Jeffy, you know, giving an overdose to a heroin addict. He doesn't want to kill his customers. He doesn't want to kill the people that are making him money. Neither does the NFL. Am I, mean, I right? It really goes without saying. Right? Yeah. It does. It does. Yes. It's the I mean, come on. Ever. Why would you want them? You don't want to. You don't want to poison your customers. Pat and Stu. Weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. I want to finish out today's show by something that highlights a problem I've tried to speak about 
and I'm going to continue speaking about going forward. So we have this Paris terrorist attack. We have all these issues with Islamic State. We have their propaganda. We have the propaganda from Russia. Because Russia is not a good guy. It frightens me the amount of people actually think Putin's a good guy. And then last week at the National Press Club, John Casey comes out and says, I have a solution. One of the priorities of my administration will be, and I quote, the new agency to create a new governmental agency and it would promote core Judeo Christian and Western values and it's a, as a way of countering the means of the Islamic State's propaganda. And that basically he said that um, they should beam messages of Western values around the world. And that they would target places like China, Iran, Russia and the Middle East. This highlights the problem we have as Christians today. Let me ask you a question. Regardless of how much you know, little or a lot. You think your founding fathers, and not because they're your founding fathers, I'm talking about America at the time, in 1776. Do you think they would have ever had the thought of saying, you know what we need, we need a government department to be messages of Western values around the world? Do you think your pulpits would ever have come up with that solution? Yeah, we need more government. We need to pay people to work in a governmental agency to highlight our values. Because you know what? It's it's such a hard world, you know, there's only social media and there's just more content out there before. It's hard to know what Western values are today. It's just so hard, you know. You can't live it, so we just we just tell you what our values are. This highlights the problem not only with the world, with America, but with people today. The solution to Western values, quote-unquote, and how you beam that message across, is not a governmental agency. In fact, I'll go far as to say, there is no political answer for that. That answer is each and every one of you and how you live your lives. You want to stand for human rights, you want to stand for freedom of speech and freedom of religion and freedom of association these are supposedly your core beliefs how about you live them how about you be the America I know you used to be know you can be yet again and the America that I love and you become that beacon of hope and light for the world not by through a government agency not through propaganda but through living it when everyone knew around the world that America was the beacon of light and hope and freedom for the world, do you think there was some governmental agency sending that out and targeting places? Saying, well, we want China to think that. Or was it obvious for the world to see? Because of the way you acted. Let me go one step further, because we're talking about Paris and the relationship between America and France. When France gave America the Statue of Liberty... Was that down to some governmental agency saying, well, what we need to do is we need some government agency to promote Western values and we're going to target France. 
and that that propaganda eventually flowed through and they said hey they're western values I like them you know what we're going to do we're going to build a statue and give it to them because they're so great or was it because America was a leader and led by example not through words and press releases and propaganda and everything you want to be but through actions this highlights so many problems not only with Christians but with everyone we become great talkers it's easy to talk oh sure freedom of speech yeah I stand for that even people in Ireland they go well yeah I believe in freedom of speech yeah but you know don't be don't say it and that's not politically correct now you know there is boundaries well then you don't believe in freedom of speech freedom of religion yeah sure absolutely once you know Ireland's a Catholic country huh that's interesting freedom of association yeah I believe in the freedom of association but if you come out and say you you support a politician I don't like, well, ooh, you have to be stoned to death. We are at war right now. I I could be wrong, I could be different. I see the world war, as I said at the start of this show, not against just terrorism, I see it against tyranny. Right now is the time to say what your core beliefs are and then follow and act upon them. Act on them. I love all these Christians, my Christian brothers and sisters, because there is a section of them who think that the story of Jesus Christ was the following Jesus got up, Jesus went to the synagogue, Jesus prayed, Jesus preached. Jesus went and got something to eat. Jesus went and traveled to the next town. Jesus went to sleep. Jesus got up and did the exact same thing he did the last day. He went to church, he prayed, he preached. Mm-hmm. No, that's not the story I know. The story I know is he prayed, he preached, and he acted. Prayer is so important. Talking is so important. But acting is equally important. We must do all three. Because we can't inspire change by telling people how to live. We can inspire change by telling them how we live and then actually living that life. And to my Christian brothers and sisters who are in church or preachers, or I say this to you. You really want a government agency doing your job? Can you imagine what that would be like? Now is the time to act. Now is the time for you to put that gauntlet down in the stand and say, this is where we stand. And this is our job, our duty, our responsibility, not governments. And then to actually do it. This week is... Thanksgiving week you have a few days off depending on what job you do I hope you have a very happy and peaceful Thanksgiving 
share it with your friends with your family with your loved ones share it the joy even right now as the world is entering a new phase we have plenty to be thankful for I know I have life can suck at times but when we boil things really down to the core I know I have more than I need and more than I ever truly deserve I am thankful for being awake and knowing so many great American patriots who actually believe and understand where we are and what's important I'm thankful for your vets you love freedom, thank a vet. You live in Europe and you don't speak German, thank a US vet. I hope you spend time with your loved ones and have a truly blessed and peaceful day. As always, I salute your police, your firefighters, your emergency personnel and your vets. And most importantly, I salute you, the great American people. America is great because your people are good. Never forget that. I'll talk to you next week. Enjoy your time off. God bless and Godspeed. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network.